0: Hi everybody, it's Kim Winter here from Logistics Executive Group. Uh, trust you are all well and coping uh, wherever you are with whatever you're doing. It's my pleasure today to have a very special guest, uh, an international guest, and uh, this young lady is uh, is a native of Kenya, which we're going to hear a little bit about. Um, Travelled extensively and currently in Australia. Anastasia Wainania is a uh, a registered nurse, she's a healthcare professional, she is also a uh, conscious leadership strategist, she's a keynote speaker, and she's an author of a very successful book. Without further ado, it's my great pleasure to introduce Anastasia Huenayla. Hey, uh, Anastasia, how are you?
1: I'm good, I'm good, lovely to be with you here today.
0: Thanks so much, and and uh, I know it's very late where you are, so I do I do appreciate you having the energy to talk to us, and uh, it's it's great to have you on board for this for this episode. So, uh, Anastasia, in terms of uh, your background, I see that um, you've had a a background in healthcare profession all the way through from uh, from reasonably early days, and then you've expanded into a lot of social causes which uh, you, we've crossed paths with uh, on occasions, and uh, you're also a member of the uh, Professional Speakers in Australia. And uh, as I said, you're an author, and I want to talk about that a little bit later. But, hey, with all of our guests, I love to get a background on your upbringing and your early part of your career. So by want to share with the audience uh, where it all started for you.
1: Uh, born and raised in Kenya by two amazing parents had a stable upbringing, two present parents who were loving and caring. And I was given everything, Um, so grew up in Kenya and then headed off to Finland. And from Finland, I worked in England for about an year and then off to Australia and here I am. Um, My background, as you said, is um, healthcare and I have done everything from acute sector to aged care, I've nursed new NATO in new NATO and in aged care, both extreme end of life. So that's in a snapshot, me.
0: Okay, and I and I understand you've moved on from being in the corporate healthcare field to being an entrepreneur and setting up your own business. You're a consultant and contractor now. Um, tell us a little bit about that journey and, and what drove you. What was the tipping point and what was the, the light bulb moment? that uh, encouraged you to say, you know what, I'm going to jump into this and do my own thing and then try my luck in, in my own business. Um, how did that work?
1: Yeah, so uh, as a nurse, I, I had always thought nursing is this career that just you have to be at the bedside. I remember having a conversation with somebody um, and I was telling them how much I wanted to do law because I wanted to be liberated. And they said, you're in one of the professions where you can branch and become anything and do anything. And I hadn't thought about it then, but it's from there where I I, I still did end up doing a master's in law. But I was left bedside nursing, did management and from management and then in acute sector, entered into aged care sector. And from there, I started to notice, I I don't like being told what to do or people just setting how far you can go, what you can achieve and stuff. I, I like to make my own rules. And I was thinking, how can I make this happen? And contracting became a thing. And so now I do risk quality and compliance in aged care. I contract and I am absolutely loving it because I get to have autonomy and to do my own thing and to be able to support people at the capacity that I know I'm capable of.
0: Hey, well, thanks for sharing that and, and the light bulb went off in my moment when you said I don't like being told what to do. a lot of Kenyans and it's a, it's not an uncommon Kenyan trait that uh, folks from from the, the land of Kenya are very independent and they're very assertive and uh, many of whom i've met uh, are independent and like to do their own thing and have their own businesses as well so uh, and for you was this something you think that your upbringing encouraged or what was it was it something more later in life
1: Definitely. I saw my parents were entrepreneurs. And so that in itself set the the pace out there, but also just my own personality where I like my autonomy. And I always say sometimes you're led by people, you know, when they manufacture cars, they make them that they can drive up to 200 kilometers an hour or even more. And then you have all these rules that tells you 50 kilometers an hour and it's frustrating. And that's how it feels when you're under someone's authority. You can only go to a certain degree and I, I just want to explore the world. I want to dare and do things, take risk and see what the world has got to offer. And so I needed to, I learned that early about myself and I really needed to really honor that side of me.
0: That's awesome. Uh, So you want to drive your engine to its maximum capacity,
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) really, and metaphorically. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Good job. And and I've um, look. You're you're a a guest speaker as well, and and I've been uh, around in Australia and and been to a couple of events where you've been speaking. You're very inspirational, I must say. And uh, usually there's a a fairly big social uh, impact cause. Uh, or rather related to what you're associated with and what you're talking about. Um, talk to us a little bit about some of the guest speaking and the public speaking that you've done and uh, what has triggered you uh, to drive what you talk about.
1: Um, two two main things I talk about. One is uh, on the social aspect about children because I'm such a big believer that children – deserve to have a family love and safety so I'm a very big advocate of child rights and child advocacy but also I talk about conscious leadership and why conscious conscious leadership because I believe everything begins and ends with leadership it's Mm -hmm. leadership that determines whether an organization is going to make it through a COVID pandemic, or it's leadership that determines whether an organisation can go through change and make it on the other side successively, or it's the leadership that determines whether the organisation is just about to fade away because they do things the same way. So I'm a big believer on leadership.
0: And I guess that segues us into uh, a book that you wrote, and um, from maybe it would have been just reasonably recently about two or three years ago, you can correct me, but uh, the book is called Freedom Fires. And I've had an opportunity to to read some of your book. And uh, I must say, very, very interesting, clearly from the heart um, and experience. And you draw on a range of different experiences. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the book, when it was, uh, why it was germinated in your mind, um, when it was published, And uh, what the key messages are from the book.
1: Yeah, so a self published book to 2019, Ignite Freedom Fires, blazing the fire, the eternal fire inside of you. Um, and, And what really brought me to write the book is because I. I wanted to bring forth the things that had brought me to where I am, the the lessons, the key things that I had learned, the the wisdom that I had leaned into, the inspiration that I had leaned into, particularly to really bringing make it happen to life because if anybody had told me that I would uh, uh, start an organization, um, you know, a non-for-profit organization, I thought they, have, they were mad. But to see it become and stand for the children that it stands for and what it stands for, for me, that that needed to be celebrated and I thought I needed to put the things that the process and what I had learned along the way for my children and for the people that comes after me to be able to read. So really, I call it a companionship for somebody who's wanting to go a little bit deeper inside and just want somewhere to lean in, to learn just really tips and practical tools to take one step at a time.
0: Yeah, okay, interesting. And uh, I know you get asked to speak. About the book, uh, quite often. And uh, what, what sort of uh, what sort of feedback do you get? What sort of questions do you get about the themes uh, that you're driving? I know you you speak on occasions to to corporate groups about stepping outside the square, um, using your passion, as you say, to to really have the the guts, if you like, in New Zealand term, to, to be able to really stand up and do something different. Um, how do you find that message resonates in a corporate environment? Do people really catch on to that or do they step back from that?
1: Yes, really step into that because... The one key thing we are starting to realize is the importance of using both our left and right brains. And corporate really most of the time traditionally have always been led by people who are left brained and they think logically and analytical and the soft skills have always been put on the side. But now we are realizing that this relationship, how we relate and how we bring that compassion and and, and love into the workplaces, it's quite key because, and I've been saying, I was just actually saying it earlier, that in an environment where we talk uh, about psychological safety in the same room that we're talking about performance management, it tells us that relationships are becoming almost the bottom line. And so it is really important how we manage those those relationships. I'm in the aged care sector where every day I'm being asked to talk about conflict management, how we performance manage people, how we have collegiate conversation, how we lead people through change. And as particularly during COVID, it's how we lead people through change. And if there's anything Ignite talks about, it's really how you you go through what you're going through and come out of the other side victorious.
0: Oh, awesome. Well, well, thanks a lot. And you know, at the end of the day, what we're going to do here is, uh, is with all of our guests, we will provide um, uh, with this publication of this uh, of this conversation. We'll have your contact details on LinkedIn and any other contact details you want to give us. Um, and people will be able to also go online for the link to be able to purchase the book. I've certainly highly recommend it. It's a, it's a really uh, it's a really good read. It's from a different different angle than, than most books that I've read in the area of motivation and, and passion and entrepreneurship. So I uh, highly recommend it. So in terms of uh, in terms of yourself, then, as, a, as a, a young entrepreneur, here you are, a, uh, a young woman uh, leaving your home country, which in many ways is a very traditional environment in Kenya. And you're aware that uh, we have uh, a lot of uh, contacts in, in Kenya at Logistics Executive Group and you've been a great supporter of over the years of uh, oasisafrica.org.au, where we've educated over 8,000 children from many slums that you're very familiar with and seen in in your home country. Um, From your perspective, uh, leaving home at that age, going to Finland, which I guess must be fairly exciting, coming to Australia, um, you would have learned a lot of lessons along the way. And one of the things I like to do with our guests is is ask them a couple of questions on the way out and that is uh, the first thing is as an entrepreneur what lessons would you like to share with our audience if they're looking to whether it be to write a book or whether they are a registered nurse and they want to go out and consult like you did or or whether they are in any other situation and they want to to build their own business what would be a couple of things coming from you from your experience and your background um, that
1: you would share with people? One of the key lessons that I've learned on the way is that uh, don't wait to be invited at the table. Create the table for yourself. Create the table, make your own rules, and live your own life. Because once you create the table, it's within your own rules. And know that you're created for greatness. Second thing that I've learned is that failure or fear those two things are actually your friend. Fear, because it's our brain telling us we are getting out of our comfort zone and we need to embrace it. A failure which are really lessons it's just you keep trying you keep trying and the more no's you hear is because when you hear a yes it's going to be a stronger yes and so you have to be ready to know that the journey is not going to be smooth it's going to be up and down up and down and you're going to hear more noise than you hear a yes but you have to be willing persistent and consistent and not give up.
0: Awesome. Yeah, and I, and I, I think that resonates with, with a lot of people and it's a message that we've heard over the uh, 40, 50 shows that we've uh, conducted so far and they're having, having that uh, ability to overcome fear and to embrace it, as you say, and uh, be strong enough to be able to learn. I, mean, uh, I don't think there's a day gone by where I've learned many, many lessons along the way, whether it be in our own businesses here or others. So. Uh, Thank you for sharing that. One of the final questions i like to ask is is really about the issue of normally it's for uh, employers, what sort of people, what are the the characteristics you look for to hire people? Um, In your case, because I know you're an independent contractor, the question I would put to you is very much in a similar uh, manner, and that is if you're going to do business with people, you're going to engage with people, When I say that, I know that you run uh, coaching sessions as well, which we haven't haven't mentioned. You're you're an uh, executive coach as well. And you also run workshops where you engage and bring people in. Uh, What would be your recommendation, one or two items of, of thought for people to consider when they're going to engage in workshops with growth, with entrepreneurialism, with uh, with ideas of, of developing themselves, what would be your, your insight into what sort of mindset they should adopt if they're determined to grow as a person or as a business?
1: Business, whether you're hiring, whether it's a personal relationship or whatever, for me, what matters is someone's value. If our values align, then that's fine skills i always say in business in workplaces whatever you can train a skill but i can't teach you how to be a human being so values is a key really key number two is somebody who believes in themselves whether they know where they're going but they have a self-belief a self-belief that i will do it i can do it give me a challenge Uh, set me up, show me what I need to do. They're not sitting there waiting to be spoon fed. Somebody who's got self-belief. And the third and last thing I'd say is self-discipline.